Good afternoon. This is Marcus tuning in from the MedVets. I'm here with KP. We are live at the Camera Social Studio right off the North Dallas Tollway. So today we have Dr. Holman coming in today to talk about the power of patient reviews. So KP, what do you think? Like, do doctors really even care about patient reviews? Do they check them? That's actually a good question. And, you know, I'm glad that Dr. Holman is coming in to talk about this. As a consumer, as a, a person that's been a patient, I want to know, does it impact their practice? We look at reviews when we're buying a product, whether it's a blender or even any kind of service. So I'm, I'm interested to learn how it would affect a, a doctor and, and his practice. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully find all that out and more as you continue this podcast with Dr. Donald Holman. Stay tuned. And check to see if you want to scratch off. The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. Dr. Holman, thanks for joining us today on the MedVets. Today we're going to talk about patient reviews because it's 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 an ongoing thing, right? Like not only patient reviews for a surgeon standpoint, but I mean you got to think like. Yelp, social media, all these kind of aspects of reviews are being played with, with digital media. I mean, yeah, digital media. <laughs> so thanks for joining us today. I'm glad and, to be um, here. Thank you for having me. I should apologize for this, but I thought, oh, there's no way these guys are going to give me a lottery ticket. This must be some kind of joke or something. <laughs> like it's going to explode and it's like a scratch or something. <laughs> if you ever went to like the dollar store, they have like every ticket's a winning ticket. Yeah, yeah that'd right. be so <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll get into it, right, about the reviews and, and kind of what it means in the healthcare world to you, especially as, as a surgeon. I have to commend you guys because it is really a timely topic. I, I would tell you that. So I can tell you from a surgeon perspective, this is something that we definitely have to pay attention to this. There's a huge branch of industry now and, uh, you know, uh, a more cost on a, on a private practice surgical standpoint that you have to account for now because not only do you have to have your, you know, your digital presence, but you also have to have sort of your digital monitoring. One of the things that's really challenging, I would tell you from a surgery standpoint, is this when it comes to giving people the ability and, and, a, and a venue to vent their frustrations or people have the, the free avenue to do whatever it is that they want to do after their, maybe their visit with you. It's a little bit challenging from our standpoint, and, and let me tell you why. So I'm in full belief of people ha should have the freedom of speech and the freedom to vent their frustrations or whatever it is. I'm, I'm in complete support of that. But I also would just caution people to take these things with a grain of salt. And here's why. As an example, absolutely, I do some trauma work. You know, I take care of people that are in horrific car accidents. These are really, really challenging situations. And these can be just unbelievable catastrophic problems. Mm. And people can have some real frustration as a result of saying, having been involved in a life or death situation. Mm. And they may have uh, some issues that they don't feel like they're maybe doing as well as they could be doing or should be doing or as fast as they should be doing, even though they were involved in some horrific accident. And then they may be frustrated about that. And they may come to follow up with you as your, as your uh, you know, operative surgeon and then they may decide that they want to leave and they want to express some frustration about the way they're feeling after maybe having been shot mm -hmm. or maybe having been stabbed or maybe having been in a life-threatening, you know, 
horrible high-speed car accident. They can vent their frustrations online about your surgeon and you know, people, somebody who might be looking for a routine situation, somebody to care for them, they may go and look at that review and say, oh, well, I can't believe that. Look at this person. This, yeah. guy's, this guy's unbelievable. Even though that surgeon may have done something heroic for those people. So there's no way to really regulate that or, or kind of gauge what kind of circumstances led up to that review being there. So I, I've, uh, I've seen things like that happen. I've seen heroic efforts be unappreciated and belittled online. Uh, because of, you know, just some really bad circumstances and, and you know, sometimes these things happen, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, no, nobody wants to be crushed in a car accident or, or run over by a truck or something like that, you mm -hmm. know? But those people still need help. They need surgery. They need lots of surgeries oftentimes. And that can be frustrating for the patients and for the surgeons. So I also do elective surgeries. Mm -hmm. And I do hip and knee replacements. And I oftentimes will see a lot of really high-risk candidates for mm -hmm. surgery. And so they'll be sent to, sent to my clinic and nobody has ever talked to them about the fact that they might be a really high risk patient. Mm -hmm. And because of certain things, certain medical conditions, oftentimes it's patients that are very overweight mm -hmm. and they need to get to a healthy weight before they're gonna be safe for surgery. Well, nobody has ever talked to them about that before. Mm -hmm. So they come to see the surgeon with the mindset that they're gonna get surgery because somebody else has told them that and then when you have to be the first person to talk to them about the fact that they may not be safe for surgery, they may need to do something to get themselves to the position where it's going to be safe for them to have surgery, they don't like to hear that. Yeah. Because... Yeah, they don't want to hear no. They want to, they come to you and they say, hey, I want this done. That's right. I'm going to fix this. And so even though you will spend, you spend way more time with those patients and it's not a comfortable conversation. It's not, yeah. right? It's not something yeah. you look forward to. But you also, just because you have a hammer, doesn't mean you can hit all the nails. And you have, to, you have to help guide people the right way. And even though you know it's going to be uncomfortable and they're not going to be happy, you still have to, you know, you still have to bite the bullet and have that hard conversation with them. And then oftentimes those patients, they leave unhappy. And then they want to vent their frustrations. They'll turn around and somebody will have a review online that, you know, oh, that you know, this person is just such a whatever, whatever. You know, and it's and it's usually not a nice, uh, not a nice thing. Yeah. Even though what you've really done is you, you may have even saved that person additional surgeries. Mm -hmm. You may have even saved that person's life. Even the downstream consequences of, you know, some of these things that you're discussing with people. You know, when it comes to joint replacement, you go and you know you put a joint replacement into somebody who's a very high risk patient. They wind up having a problem. Mm -hmm. It takes years to correct that if it can ever be corrected. So, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult to have these conversations sometimes, and sometimes people are frustrated. There's a lot of things that go into these challenging situations, but it's the new way of life now. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's every interaction that you have is potentially going to be reviewed yeah. and <laughs> available. When I was in the Air Force, I was a uh, surgical tech, and so I worked alongside surgeons. So I commend you guys for what you do, but it's a whole new game. When I was in a, you know, the military, you know, doctors didn't have to worry about that. They have to worry about reviews online, but now you guys have to manage your practice, have good outcomes, and now look to see who's going to write something today or tomorrow because you can't please everybody. So let's say, like, if you were to go online and, and read the reviews about me, I've had patients tell me that it says, well, the reviews online say that you're very upfront and very forward about, you know, what you're going to tell people and say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything different or anything other than I am, but I do believe that it's my job to tell you everything I know mm -hmm. and, to, and to help you make an informed decision because it's your body, it's your decision about what you're going to do. 
and I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, I want you to be safe and I want you to get through the process uh, without any problems if Absolutely. we can get you there. And sometimes people don't want to hear the, the truth and they don't, they don't like to hear it. And They'll take it out on you if they have a bad discussion with somebody on the insurance side or somebody at the hospital. They want to well, hey, you know what, I'm just going to write one review and just be about the surgeon. You know, not about how the insurance company treated them or anything else. You know, so. that's that's very that's very true, and that's actually a great point I, because I think that people associate uh, healthcare as a sort of like a continuum. Mm -hmm. So the they think that their interaction with their surgeon is the same as their interaction with the hospital, mm -hmm. is their same right with everybody who's in the process. And so, you know, if they if they have a bad interaction with the hospital. They think that that's a surgeon-driven issue or, or, or provider-driven issue, and it's not that your surgeon is taking your money for your hospital bills up front, right? It's not. It doesn't work like that, you know. But people, but people associate the whole episode as the interaction with their one contact provider that brings them to that episode. Correct. So yeah, no, no doubt about it. That exists. Yeah. What, what would you say is the most effective type of patient review or, or testimonial? Would, would it be like you know the reviews that they leave online or a, a video? Or maybe just them even like posting on their own social, just giving kudos to to their physician. People have no idea how powerful that can be for the for the the staff and everybody that helps take care of of, uh, of patients. Healthcare is really stressful and it's really hard and it's a lot of work for everybody who's involved in the Absolutely. in the process. You know, from the person you meet at the front door to every single person and any positive words for everybody involved in the in the interaction is always really well appreciated. You can just see a smile on their face when somebody takes a minute to write something on, on mm -hmm. the website or whatever site it may be, Health Grades or and Google and you know, all of these True, all of these yeah. avenues where you have outlets. People definitely pay attention to all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, th I think individual driven videos, those kind of things, you really, know, I think really those, are, those are, yeah, yeah, definitely, those are always really well received and I think mm -hmm. they're really popular. Everybody can relate to somebody. So, you know, my, my dream is that we have this almost like a website of hundreds of people that have, mm. that have been kind enough to volunteer so that everybody who's, who's looking for somebody that they can relate to can pick somebody that, oh, look at this person's yep. hip or look at this young lady's problem or, you know, this gentleman's uh, got a knee problem like I do, you know, these kind of things. And they can sort of walk through that experience and, and live that through that patient's eyes, see what it did for them and how they're recovering and, you know, get a feel for it and and put their own mind at ease because yeah absolutely it's it's high it's high stress it's still a big operation no matter how you look at it yeah. because one of the things surrounding healthcare and surgery in particular is is anxiety it's really stressful you know what i what i tell people is you know when i talk to people about surgery they say well you know i'm i'm really uneasy about it and i say yeah, that's normal. Mm -hmm. If you were really excited about it, I wouldn't do it for you. <laughs> no, no, you know, people people don't. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't want to have an operation, but but you may get into a situation where that's what you have to do. You know, we're always trying to figure out a way to, you know, help educate people, help mm -hmm. get them the information that they need, so that they are at ease about the process. Yeah, are, are there platforms for patients or different communities? for patients like that right now to where if you operate on somebody, you say, hey, go to this person and they can kind of share their experience? There are various sites where uh, that is kind of the goal of that platform. Mm -hmm. 
So you can look up anybody on any of these uh, various things, and you can go directly there and, and read the read the lists of experiences that are that are on there. Mm-hmm. And then even through our own websites, we try to relay this same communication, relay the same feedback that we're getting through those sites. So you might take your you know your 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 Google reviews may then you know come over to your website, or we try to use those to help kind of spread our message through our social media interactions also. And then we talked about the this patient testimonials, yep. so we will then try to make those available through our social media outlets. Consumers of healthcare are informed, you know, they're, they're research, researching online, they're reviewing information, and they're, and they're looking for who they're going to be most comfortable with trying to talk to their problems about. Yeah, and I, I feel like if nowadays if, if a physician doesn't have like some type of, not even a personal social media page, but something for their practice, if you're an independent, right, then you're kind of losing out because the first thing, like you said, people are doing is they're going to do that research, right? Sure, they want to sure. see who it is and see what people are saying about them. But the one thing I want to say, is the, the only ways reviews are effective if people actually do them. And then sometimes people don't do them until either one, a bad experience, a tremendously bad experience, or a really good experience, right? But the experience has to be superb. And even then, when it's a good experience, sometimes people often forget. You know, I, I'm guilty of that, I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, I mean, how many times do you go to a restaurant and like the food was amazing, and you know, you, I, I say it all the time. I write a good review, and I never do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, if something bad happens, I'm like, you know, that people, <laughs> my voice needs to be heard. Oh, <laughs> so I've done it once. It sucks. I, I wrote a really good review one time. I was traveling last year for uh, Thanksgiving, and my flight got canceled, and I was pissed because I never really travel during the holidays. Yeah, right. Because of that reason, right yeah. there. Yeah. The concierge person really went above and beyond to kind of help me out, make sure I had my daughter with me, and she really helped us out. So I went and I contacted the airline and just wanted to you know, thank this person. I got her card, <laughs> yeah. and they gave me a seventy five hundred, you know, flight miles. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You would not believe if we get something on, you know, online or just about the hospital experience mm-hmm. or something like that, and and you know somebody shares that. People are so appreciative of just that one little, you know, hey, thanks for taking care of me. You know? Yeah. And, and it's, it doesn't have to be some elaborate pages and pages of things. <laughs> it's, they appreciate all the effort we put into this and, you know, the stress that they put on us to get them through the process. And, you know, people are really are, they really are grateful of just any any simple sign of appreciation. Hey, so KP, so I'm going to date you back a little bit on your age because I know you're a little older than me. What were people doing before reviews? <laughs> like, what, what, how would you know if... A, if something sucked or it was just straight word of mouth, I mean, what what was your modern day example of a digital review? So again, I'm not that much older than you, so <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. We just had word of mouth. Yeah. Also, just going off of your insurance company, they will provide you with like three or four doctors in the area that would accept that insurance, but you just kind of went off your insurance company's uh, recommendation, so. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, this uh, this access and this sort of the ability to kind of uh, widen your net of exposure, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's it's actually a benefit to you know to providers. I see people, you know, from all over the place, and then you know, I say, well, how did you how did you learn about us? And so and so told me to go to X Y Z, or or I saw that testimonial of you know that. You know, that person seemed like their life was changed, you know, things like that. And so mm-hmm. it's powerful. It has reach, you know. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've operated on patients from all over the country as a result of access, right? Yeah. So, they, you know, they can learn about us and what we can provide. 
Dr. Holman, one thing I think we kind of touched upon it earlier before we started recording. Marcus wants everything done at once. And so will there be a time where he can get his knee done, get his teeth cleaned at the same time? No. no. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, you know. But I will, I will tell you what I think is coming in the future as far as reviews. I think that, like, Instagram and Yelp should do, like, some type of collab. Because how many times is it when you're sitting... In an, in an environment, and people are just literally talking about a brand, right? Let's say these mics. I mean, these are the best microphones ever. And literally that quick second, we can record it, post it, and then Instagram also has that influencer kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I'm like, instant reviews right there. People don't go to Yelp because, like I said, they don't want to write. They don't want to have to do these elaborate things. And But even though they don't have to do that, that's kind of the mindset people have when it says, hey, go leave a review. But now if Yelp and Instagram can kind of combine and then I can tag like hey blue mic has the best mics and I'm just capturing the conversation right. it's more effective you know yeah, what I mean okay. and then those reviews can then be passed on so that's how I think the future of reviews would be where it's just either audio video something where people just don't have to actually type it out and I can see that happening you, you need to sign this non-disclosure <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> or do something where you just say hey Google and they'll go or yeah right. because I yeah. mean they got what with it, hey Google, what's the other one? Siri. Echo, or whatever. You got no. Siri, Alexa, be careful. You don't want the only one's phone to trigger. Because you say something nowadays, it's just. I've learned, I leave my phone outside now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I'm a little bit uneasy about uh, what the phone is listening to all the time, anyways. You know, I, I was just the other day sitting in front of a computer, mm -hmm. and uh, somebody made some comment about a vacation place that they went to. And then what pops up on my screen is the vacation place wow. they were discussing on the computer. There's got to be some line yeah. of communication that's going on. But anyways, I think your uh, no. your idea is not far fetched. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're they're on. To, it's 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 coming. You know, there's oh he said something about yeah, but that's that's a review. That's a review from Dr. Holman. Yep. You know, that should pop on. And and it's yeah. gonna yeah, and it yeah. may just come up just that way. How has your experience been with reviews, Keith? Like, let's say small business owner. Pretty sure people say how much you are like either the best or worst CEO ever. Is that does that really come into play like on Glassdoor? How and how do you does it affect you? Um, you know what? I need to get better at that. I really haven't checked my reviews. Mm -hmm. I would take it personally at first, but after a while, I'll probably start developing thick skin. You're like, hey, I spent ten man hours, yeah. you know, on you, right? And yeah. you know, you may not have seen that, but I put a lot of time and effort to make sure that you had the best care. My experience with that has been, so we've, you know, even tried to circle back with people that, but once they get their mindset that, you know, no, that was just bad, everything about it was bad, I'm not interested in trying to make it better, even though you'll, you'll circle back and say, hey, listen, you know, do you want to talk again about this? You know, yeah. obviously maybe the takeaway here was you think we're trying to hurt you, we're actually trying to help you. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to revisit, but you know, we actually haven't had a lot of really positive experience with that either. Mm -hmm. Well, I, the only positive thing I can say about this is, I don't think there's, unfortunately, one doctor or surgeon that has had all positive reviews. Patients are gonna complain about something. Oh yeah, of you course. Know? Yeah. So yeah. everybody is probably in that same category. Oh, yeah. You know, and, so. you know, the thing is, too, that, that, I mean, sort of stacks the deck against surgeons, right? So people come in, and they're in pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're already upset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, people are in this kind of, you know, overdrive, uh, kind of nervous system situation. And so we have people that come in, they've got horrible blood pressure mm -hmm. because they have horrible hip arthritis. 
And it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. You're, you you're know, right. They're in pain. They're in a bad state already. To, already to begin with. <laughs> yeah, you know? and, right. and already you know that their physiology is in this overdrive, you know? So replace somebody's hip and then they no longer need blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. So how much better do you think that, what is that really doing yeah. for them? So you could you could see how very easily they could, they could be, you know, turned off and have a really bad experience right away because they're already on edge. Yeah. One, you know, one of the very common complaints that we get for patients with arthritic conditions when you're taking care of joint replacements is they go, I'm, my, my wife is going to throw me out because I'm very short with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't do anything with my children. Everybody in my household hates me because I'm, I'm so grumpy and argumentative all the time. Mm-hmm. So then you think, well, yeah, I mean, what kind of, what kind of reviews that person going to, going to write you with, you know, when, when they're not happy with the way things are going <laughs> through their visit, you know, like they're not happy, I mean, because they've got a bad problem. Yeah. So, but, but it, you know, it's, what can you do, right? I mean, it's not, nothing's perfect, you know. There's certainly a role for it and there's a place, but when you really get granular, you know, you could you could pick up on little different, you know, little yeah. problems. So I guess to kind of take their mind off their pain is give a patient, say, a scratch-off, you know. <laughs> give a scratch-off and like, no, because hey, if they lose, then they're going to be mad great. about that. <laughs> <laughs> then that'll be the reviews. Yeah. I think this guy's scamming scratch-offs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if they don't win. No. Right, right. <laughs> I don't think since we've started the scratch off, we haven't we've had a winner yet. Not like not even a dollar. So, KP's a little, I'm a little skeptical now, to be honest. I came close with two. <laughs> Last question before you. I don't want to take up too much of your time, Doctor Holman. What would you say is your idea of social media? What's the most effective way to reach patients, or had what way have you had the most success as far as engaging with patients? We have had, I guess success with all of these avenues really so you know we email frequently we send pictures back and forth with patients uh, frequently you know those things are really that's really handy Mm -hmm. we have other avenues where we have like app communication where we where we try to communicate with people so and a lot of the questions that come up are common questions after you know routine procedures and so we try to provide you know an outlet for that we try to make videos available that answer common questions or Mm. little things about uh, you know the experience because even though we have have a huge amount of resources that go into trying to get people ready for the process so that we feel like we're leaving no stone unturned mm-hmm. you people just need repetition yeah we do it every day we do it hundreds of times a year and so one person's only going through that one time true so even though there's an education class there's a booklet that provides you with all of this information written down already and you know we meet people in the office before several times and we talk about it we talk about it and we go over it and over it, and it's again, it's a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. People have questions. We need to make information available to them, so we're trying to constantly evolve the, the mm-hmm. process. Honestly, what you can't beat is is a is a, a real person on the other end of the phone Absolutely. that you know has has the know how to make you feel better when you're having a stressful situation or you're worried about something or knows how to answer your questions and can give you maybe a little modification to your medication regimen or something like that. You know these are common things that we deal with 50 yep. times a day with with yeah. patients that you know that are that are having surgery. Excellent, excellent. And I kind of want to back up a little bit because Marcus just kind of jumped into things. I don't think um, our listeners shared what kind of doctor you are. I think we kind of picked up on it yes, as yes. We, we went right. on. Marcus, you know, just being a millennial, just kind of jumped into things, just didn't take his time and did the process to things. And so, uh, please allow me, please forgive us 
you know, and you can kind of let the listeners know what kind of yeah, surgeon okay. you are. Yeah, it's okay. No, no sweat. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I specialize in hip and knee replacements. I do uh, total knee replacements. I do partial knee replacements. My area of expertise is in uh, minimally invasive muscle sparing anterior total hip. I also take care of revision joint replacements, problems uh, surrounding joint replacements. We do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also do some uh, general uh, orthopedics. So I, I, I help with trauma coverage at, at some of the hospitals. And so uh, we take care of a lot of people, broken bones from, you know, various, you know, accidents and car injuries, things like that. Okay. Nice. And if some of our listeners, you know, they wanted to just either check you out on social media or actually come see you for a consultation for some type of procedure, how can they find you? Oh, sure. Yeah, we have a constantly evolving presence on social media. So we're, we're constantly updating our uh, Facebook page. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the only Dr. Homan on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's H-O-H-M-A-N. And, uh, you know, we have uh, Instagram process that we're, that we're constantly working on. And so we make these testimonials available through our social media outlets. We're constantly working on all these things okay. because we're, you know, we're trying to be engaged and we want to get our message out. We want to interact with as many people as we can so mm-hmm. that we can help as many people as we can. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, Dr. Holman. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you. No, I, appreciate <laughs> your, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And I do want to apologize for any audio issues. You know, the thing with going live is you do have technical difficulties and that's one of the things that we had. Unfortunately, one of our mics came disconnected, but the message is still there. And I hope you're able to really grasp what Dr. Holman has shared with us. Yeah, I apologize for that as well. But we want, we learned a few things with this podcast. We learned that social media is a powerful tool to reach new patients. It is. Different resources that are out there. And one of the things that you know, I want to say is, you know, we've been doing our scratch-offs now for a number of different situations, and we still have a winner. It's going to come. You know, got to be in it to win it. I thought it was pretty funny. I took, like, you know, kind of one of those pens that squirt ink. But yeah. he said he thought it was going to explode on him, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but and another thing that I really learned that I thought was interesting, that he brought up a really good point, that naturally when patients just go to see their doctors or surgeons, right, they're, they're already in uncomfortable pain. And so when, when you ask them to leave a review, I mean, they probably won't want to do that until they're feeling 100% better, and that's not normally the case all the time. Or they're already in a disgruntled mood. So Yeah, no, that, that's always tricky when you're dealing with, with patients. who, Like you said, and like Dr. Holman has shared also, they're coming to you in pain. And sometimes they set their expectations. And mm-hmm. sometimes they don't realize how above and beyond doctors, surgeons are making efforts for them, you know, behind the scenes. And so sometimes they, they may look at Google or look at something on the TV and think that they can recover sooner than later. But mm-hmm. a lot that goes into this is sometimes those, those reviews can be mixed. And just remember, listeners and KP, I just want to coin this. Once Instagram and Yelp do combine and start leaving, and then, you know, people start leaving reviews on Instagram and, you know, people get sponsored for that, just know you heard it here first, right here on the MedVets. No, I think I heard it once before. Yeah, right. Thanks for tuning in, and please make sure to subscribe.